0: Book 1, Chapter 17, of the Mystical City of God, Volume 2, by the Venerable Sister Mary of Jesus, of Agreda This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book 1, Chapter 17, The Salutation Given to Saint Elizabeth by the Queen of Heaven and the Sanctification of John when the most holy mother mary arrived at the house of zacharias the precursor of christ had completed the sixth month of his conception in the womb of saint elizabeth the body of the child john had already attained a state of great natural perfection much greater than that of other children on account of the miracle of his conception by a sterile mother and on account of the intention of the most high to make him the depositary of greater sanctification than other men matthew chapter 11 verse 11 yet at this time his soul was yet filled with the darkness of sin which he had contracted in the same way as the other children of adam the first and common father of the human race and as according to the universal and general law mortals cannot receive the light of grace before they have issued forth to the light of the sun romans chapter 5 verse 7 so after the first the original sin contracted by our nature the womb of the mother must serve as a dungeon or prison for all of us who have laden upon ourselves this guilt of our father and head adam christ our lord resolved to anticipate this great blessing of his prophet and precursor by conferring the light of his grace and justification upon him six months after his conception by saint Elizabeth, in order that he might be distinguished as well in holiness as he was in his office of precursor and baptist after the first salutation of Elizabeth by the most holy mary the two cousins retired as i have said at the end of the preceding chapter and immediately the mother of grace saluted anew her cousin saying may god save thee my dearest cousin and may his divine light communicate to thee grace and life luke chapter one verse forty at the sound of most holy Mary's voice saint elizabeth was filled by the holy spirit and so enlightened interiorly that in one instant she perceived the most exalted mysteries and sacraments these emotions and those at the same time were felt by the child john in the womb of his mother were caused by the presence of the word made flesh in the bridal chamber of Mary's womb for making use of the voice of mary as his instrument he as redeemer began from that place to use the power given to him by the eternal father for the salvation and justification of the souls and since he now operated as man though as yet of the diminutive size of one conceived eight days before he assumed in admirable humility the form and posture of one praying and beseeching the father He asked in earnest prayer for the justification of his future precursor and obtained it at the hands of the blessed trinity. Saint John was the third one for whom our redeemer made special petition since his presence in the womb of his mother. His mother was the first for whom he gave thanks and prayed to the father. Next in order was her spouse Saint Joseph for whom the incarnate word offered up his prayers as we have said in the twelfth chapter and the third one was the precursor saint john whom the lord mentioned by name in his prayers to the father such was the great good fortune and privilege of saint john that christ our lord presented to the eternal father the merits of his passion and death to be endured for men and in view thereof he requested the sanctification of this soul He appointed and set apart this child as one who is to be born holy as his precursor and as a witness of his coming into the world. John chapter 1 verse 7 As one who was to prepare the hearts of his people in order that they might recognize and receive him as the Messiahs, he ordained that for such an exalted ministry the precursor should receive all the graces, gifts and favors which are befitting and proportionate to his office. All this the father granted just as the only begotten had requested it of him. This happened before the most holy Mary had put her salutation into words. At the pronunciation of the words mentioned above, God looked upon the child in the womb of Saint Elizabeth and gave it perfect use of reason, enlightening it with his divine light, in order that he might prepare himself by foreknowledge for the blessings which he was to receive. Together with this preparation, he was sanctified from original sin, made an adopted son of God, and filled with the most abundant graces of the Holy Ghost and with the plenitude of all his gifts. His faculties were sanctified, subjected, and subordinated to reason, thus verifying in himself what the archangel Gabriel had said to Zacharias that his son would be filled with the Holy Ghost from the womb of his mother. Luke chapter one verse seventeen at the same time the fortunate child looking through the walls of the maternal womb as through clear glass upon the incarnate word and assuming a kneeling posture adored his redeemer and creator whom he beheld in most holy mary as if enclosed in a chamber made of the purest crystal this was the movement of jubilation which was felt by his mother elizabeth as coming from the infant in her womb luke chapter one verse forty four many other acts of virtue the child john performed during this interview, exercising faith, hope, charity, worship, gratitude, humility, devotion and all the other virtues possible to him there. From that moment he began to merit and grow in sanctity, without ever losing it and without ever ceasing to exercise it with all the vigor of grace. Saint Elizabeth was instructed at the same time in the mystery of the incarnation, the sanctification of her own son, and the sacramental purpose of this new wonder. She also became aware of the virginal purity and of the dignity of the Most Holy Mary. On this occasion, the heavenly queen, being absorbed in the vision of the divinity, and of the mysteries operated by it through her Most Holy Son, became entirely godlike filled with the clear light of the divine gifts which she participated and thus filled with majesty saint elizabeth saw her she saw the word made man as through a most pure and clear glass in the virginal chamber lying as it were on a couch of burning and enlivened crystal the efficacious instrument of all these wonderful effects was the voice of most holy mary as powerful as it was sweet in the hearing of the lord All this force was, as it were, only an outflow of that which was contained in those most powerful words, fiat mihi secundum verbum tuum, by which she had drawn the eternal word, from the bosom of the Father, down to her soul, and into her womb. Filled with admiration at what she saw and heard in regard to these divine mysteries, Saint Elizabeth was wrapped, in the joy of the Holy Ghost and looking upon the queen of the world and what was contained in her she burst forth in loud voice of praise pronouncing the words reported to us by saint luke blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb and whence is this to me that the mother of my lord should come to me for behold as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears the infant in my womb leaped for joy and blessed art thou that hast believed because those things shall be accomplished which were spoken to thee by the Lord. In these prophetic words Saint Elizabeth rehearsed the noble privileges of Most Holy Mary, perceiving by the divine light what the power of the Lord had done in her, what he now performed and what he was to accomplish through her in time to come. All this also the child John perceived and understood while listening to the words of his mother for she was enlightened for the purpose of his sanctification and since he could not from his place in the womb bless and thank her by word of mouth she both for herself and for her son extolled the most holy mary as being the instrument of their good fortune these words of praise pronounced by saint Elizabeth, were referred by the mother of wisdom and humility to the creator and in the sweetest and softest voice she intoned the magnificat as recorded by saint luke chapter 1 verses 46 to 55 my soul doth magnify the lord and my spirit hath rejoiced in god my savior because he hath regarded the humility of his handmaid for behold from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed because he that is mighty hath done great things to me and holy is his name and his mercy is from generation unto generation to them that fear him and he hath showed might in his arm he hath scattered the proud and the conceit of their heart. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath received Israel his servant, being mindful of his mercy, as he spoke to his fathers, to Abraham and his seed for ever. Just as Saint Elizabeth was the first one who heard this sweet canticle from the mouth of most holy Mary, so she was also the first one who understood it, and by means of her infused knowledge commented upon it. She penetrated some of the great mysteries, which its authoress expressed therein in so few sentences. The soul of Most Holy Mary magnified the Lord for the excellence of his infinite essence. To him she referred and yielded all glory and praise. First letter to Saint Timothy chapter 1 verse 17 both for the beginning and the accomplishment of her works. She knew and confessed that in God alone, every creature should glory and rejoice, since he alone is their entire happiness and salvation. Second letter to the Corinthians chapter 10 verse 17 She confessed also the equity and magnificence of the Most High in attending to the humble and in conferring upon them his abundant spirit of divine love psalm one hundred thirty seven verse six she saw how worthy of mortals it is to perceive understand and ponder the gifts that were conferred on the humility of her whom all nations were to call blessed and how all the humble ones each one according to his degree could share the same good fortune by one word she also expressed all the mercies benefits and blessings which the almighty showered upon her in his holy and wonderful name for she calls them altogether great things since there was nothing small about anything that referred to this great queen and lady and as the mercies of the most high overflowed from Mary's plenitude to the whole human race and as she was the portal of heaven through which they issued and continue to issue and through which we are to enter into the participation of the divinity therefore she confessed that the mercy of the lord in regard to her is spread out over all the generations communicating itself to them that fear him and just as the infinite mercies raised up the humble and seek out those that fear god so also the powerful arm of divine justice scatters and destroys those who are proud in the mind of their heart and hurls them from their thrones in order to set in their place the poor and lowly this justice of the lord was exercised in wonderful splendor and glory upon the chief of all the proud lucifer and his followers when the almighty arm of god scattered and hurled them because they themselves precipitated themselves from their exalted seats which befitted their angelic natures and their graces and which they occupied according to the original decree of the divine love Isaiah, chapter fourteen Apocalypse Chapter 12 For by it he intended that all should be blessed. First letter to Saint Timothy Chapter 2 verse 4 While they, in trying to ascend in their vain pride, to positions which they neither could attain nor should aspire to, on the contrary cast themselves from those which they occupied. Isaiah, Chapter 14 verse 13 in their arrogance they were found opposed to the just and inscrutable judgments of the lord which scattered and cast down the proud angel and all his followers apocalypse chapter twelve verse eight in their place were installed the humble of heart through the mediation of most holy mary the mother and the treasure house of his ancient mercies for the same reason this divine lady says and proclaims that god enriches the needy filling them with the abundance of his treasures of grace and glory and those that are rich in their own estimation and presumptuous arrogance and those who satisfy their heart with the false goods which the world esteems as riches and happiness the most high has banished and does banish from his presence because they are void of the truth which cannot enter into hearts filled and occupied with falsehood and deceit He received his servants and his children, the people of Israel, remembering his mercies in order to teach them, wherein prudence, truth and understanding. Baruch chapter 3 verse 14 Wherein free and abundant life and nourishment, wherein the light of the eyes and peace consists. He taught them the way of prudence, and the hidden paths of wisdom and discipline, which is concealed from the princes of the gentiles, and is not known to the powerful, who dominate over the beasts of the earth, and entertain themselves, and play with the birds of the air, and heap up treasures of gold and silver. Nor can the sons of Agar and the inhabitants of Teman, who are the wise and the proudly prudent of this world, ever attain this wisdom, but to those that are sons of the light. Letter to the Galatians chapter 3 verse 7 And who are sons of Abraham by faith, hope and obedience, the most high distributes it for in this manner has it been promised to his posterity and his spiritual children made secure by the blessed and happy fruit of the virginal womb of the most holy mary saint elizabeth looking upon mary the queen of creation understood these hidden mysteries and not only those which i am able to express here did this fortunate matron understand but many more and greater sacraments which my understanding cannot comprehend nor do i wish to dilate upon all that had been shown to me lest i unduly extend this history but the sweet discourses and conversations which these two holy and discreet ladies held with each other reminded me of the two seraphim which Isaiah saw above the throne of the most high repeating the divine and always new canticle holy 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 etc while they covered their head with one pair of wings their feet with another, and flew with the third pair. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 2 It is certain that the inflamed love of these two holy women exceeded that of all the seraphim, and Mary by herself loved more than they all together. They were consumed in the flame of divine love, extending the two wings of their hearts in order to manifest to each other their love, and in order to soar into the most exalted intelligence of the mysteries of the Most High. With two more wings of rarest knowledge, they covered their faces, because both of them discussed and contemplated the sacrament of the king. Tobias chapter 12 verse 7 Guarding its secrets within themselves all their lives. Also because they restrained their discourse and subjected it to their devoted faith, without giving scope to proud inquisitiveness, They also covered the feet of the Lord and their own with the third pair of seraphic wings, because they were lowered and annihilated in their own humble estimation of themselves at the sight of such great majesty. Moreover, since Most Holy Mary enclosed within her virginal womb the God of majesty himself, we can with reason and with literal truth say that she covered the seat where the Lord sat enthroned. When it was time to come forth from their retirement, saint elizabeth offered herself and her whole family and all her house for the service of the queen of heaven she asked her to accept as a quiet retreat the room which she herself was accustomed to use for her prayers and which was much retired and accommodated to that purpose the heavenly princess accepted the chamber with humble thanks and made use of it by recollecting herself and sleeping therein and no one ever entered it except the two cousins as for the rest she offered to serve and assist Elizabeth as a handmaid for she said that this was the purpose of visiting her and consoling her oh what friendship is so true so sweet and inseparable as that which is formed by the great bond of the divine love how admirable is the lord in manifesting this great sacrament of the incarnation to three women before he would make it known to any one else in the human race for the first was saint anne as i have said in its place the second one was her daughter and the mother of the word most holy mary the third one was saint elizabeth and conjointly with her her son for he being yet in the womb of his mother cannot be considered as distinct from her thus the foolishness of god is wiser than men as saint paul says the most holy mary and elizabeth came forth from their retirement at nightfall having passed a long time together. And the queen saw Zacharias standing before her in his muteness, and she asked him for his blessing as from a priest of the Lord, which the saint also gave to her. Yet although she tenderly pitied him for his affliction, she did not exert her power to cure him, because she knew the mysterious occasion of his dumbness, yet she offered a prayer for him. Saint Elizabeth, who already knew the good fortune of the most chaste spouse, Joseph, although he himself as yet was not aware of it entertained and served him with great reverence and highest esteem after staying three days in the house of zacharias however he asked permission of his heavenly spouse mary to return to nazareth and leave her in the company of saint elizabeth in order to assist her in her pregnancy the holy husband left them with the understanding that he was to return in order to accompany the queen home as soon as they should give him notice saint elizabeth offered him some presents to take home with him but he would take only a small part of them yielding only to their earnest solicitations for this man of god was not only a lover of poverty but was possessed of a magnanimous and noble heart therewith he pursued his way back to nazareth taking along with him the little beast of burden which they had brought with them at home in the absence of his spouse he was served by a neighboring woman and cousin of his who also when most holy mary was at home was wont to come and go on the necessary errands outside of the house instruction which the queen and lady gave me my daughter in order that thy heart may be ever more and more inflamed with the desire of gaining the grace and friendship of god i wish very much that thou grow in the knowledge of the dignity excellence and happiness of a soul that has been endowed with this privilege However, remember that it is so admirable, and of so great a value, that thou canst not comprehend it, even if I would explain it to thee, and much less canst thou express it in words. Look upon the Lord and contemplate him by means of the divine light which thou receivest, and then thou wilt understand that the Lord performs a great work in justifying a soul than in having created all the orbs of heaven and the whole earth with all the beauty and perfection contained therein. And if on account of the wonders which creatures are able in part to perceive in these works by the senses they are impressed with the greatness and power of God, what would they say and think if they could see with the eyes of their soul the preciousness and beauty of grace in so many creatures who are capable of receiving them? There are no terms of human language equal to the task of expressing what participations and perfections of god are contained in sanctifying grace it is little to say that it is more pure and spotless than the snow more refulgent than the sun more precious than gold or precious stones more charming more amiable and pleasing than all the most delightful feasts and entertainments and more beautiful than all that in its entirety can be imagined or desired by the creatures take notice also of the ugliness of sin in order that by the opposite thou mayest come to so much the better understanding of the beauty of grace for neither darknesses nor rottenness nor the most horrible the most dreadful nor the foulest of creatures can ever be compared to sin and its ugliness the martyrs and saints understood much of this mystery hebrews chapter eleven verse thirty six who in order to secure the beauty of grace and preserve themselves from the ruin of sin did not fear fire nor wild beasts nor the sword nor torments nor prisons ignominies pains afflictions nor death itself nor prolonged and perpetual suffering for to escape all these must be counted for little or nothing and must scarcely be thought of in comparison with one degree of grace which souls may attain even though they be the most abject of the whole world all this the men who esteem and seek after the fugitive and apparent beauty of creatures are ignorant of and whatever does not present to them this deceitful beauty is for them vile and contemptible thou perceivest therefore something of the greatness of the blessing which the incarnate word conferred upon his precursor in the womb of his mother and because saint john recognized it he leaped for joy and exultation in the womb of his mother thou wilt also see what thou thyself must do and suffer in order to attain this happiness and in order not to lose it or in the least impair this most precious beauty by any fault nor retard its consummation by any imperfection no matter how small i wish that in imitation of my cousin elizabeth thou do not enter into any friendship with any human creatures except those with whom thou canst and shouldst converse about the works of the most high and of his mysteries and with whom thou canst learn to pursue the true path of his divine pleasure. Although thou art engaged in important undertakings and works, do not forget or omit thy spiritual exercises and the strictness of a perfect life. For this must not only be preserved and watched over, when all things go smoothly, but also under the greatest adversity, difficulty and labor. For imperfect human nature takes occasion of the slightest circumstance to relax its vigilance. End of chapter 17